It is June 1st. It's the start of hurricane season. It's the start of climatological summer, but not talking about June in this episode. We are recapping the month of May, and it was busy, busy, and busy. We had a record-breaking weekend with heat before Memorial Day weekend. We had a Energizer Bunny's worth of a nor'easter, nine days in a row of northeast to easterly winds. We did have days of coastal flooding. We had damaging winds. We had a topsy-turvy May with our temperatures here. Plenty to talk about. There's only one person who can do it best here in Jersey. That's New Jersey State Climatologist Dr. Dave Robinson, and he is here for the Something in the Air podcast. Okay, and now we have on New Jersey State Climatologist and my weather dad, Dr. Dave Robinson. Dr. Dave Robinson, I'm trying to be like you. I have my Rutgers t-shirt on today. I like like the spirit. It was a tough weekend for Rutgers sports with uh, the men lacrosse losing in the final four and the, the men getting uh, eliminated from the NCAA baseball playoff, which was an absolute travesty. But we won't get into sports or we'll be here for the rest of the uh, half hour. Well, I, I wanted to make one comment that I, I, I don't really follow. I'm not saying I'm a big Rutgers baseball fan, though. I was following the season. It just seems wrong, like to be 40. I think it was 42 44. and well, 44. 44. It, but from what I understand, the Big Ten baseball is just not good. It's almost like we're like in the NCAA basketball tournament. You're one of like like a like a mid-major school and you're like that second team and they only take one. It was like one of those kind of situations. But uh, let, let's talk about uh, the May that was. We'll talk about a couple of different things. We'll talk about this topsy-turvy kind of May that we had. It was kind of the opposite of April. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll talk about Memorial Day weekend. That was mostly good. We'll talk about the Nor'easter we had at the beginning of the month. And it is hurricane season on June 1st. So we're recording this on June 1st. You might be listening to this on June 1st. It is hurricane season today. So let's kind of work backwards. Let's talk about Memorial Day weekend. I know you were sick. You were telling us before you were sick. But geez, what a weekend to be sick because it was, with the exception of Friday, pretty darn nice all Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah, what a shame. Uh, <laughs> what a shame. Know, you know, you should have been I, sick last Memorial Day weekend. No, we were down Cape May last Memorial Day. Oh, okay. That's but, nice. Yeah, I was out on my bike riding around fine Thursday evening and then knocked on my tail by a summer cold and just hung around the house for a really boring, miserable <laughs> weekend. Um, fortunately, we didn't have plans and uh, neither of us felt all that well. So, life goes on. We're grateful. It wasn't COVID, yada, yada, yada. Sure. Um, but it was uh, a, a real summer-like weekend that just kept ramping up and getting warmer and warmer. Um, and, and and with that, uh, an auspicious start um, to, to summer. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even at the shore, we, we did pretty well as well with our temperatures. Um, you know, uh, we were generally in the 70s at the airport inland uh, that uh, Monday. Memorial Day was 84. It was 79 on Sunday, 81 that Saturday. So that sounds pretty darn nice to me. I gave it a B plus in the first iteration of our short summer weekend weather report card. Now we do include Friday on that. Friday was the worst day we had. Uh, some showers and thunderstorms move through. But, you know, we've talked about this before. 
um, I, I believe you said to really get a true Memorial Day to Labor Day, that's, let's say, summary, kind of have to go down to about Virginia Beach or Norfolk, I believe you said. Yeah, that would be true. I mean, you know, we're still at that cusp where you can still get reminded that it's late spring or, you know, you get a nor'easter like we did uh, last year. But you can get one of these torrid heat waves that tells you that we've got long summer ahead of us as well. Yeah. You know, it's it's that still in that tweener category. But for the most part, the short sleeve shirts are out in the closet. The long sleeve ones were put away a couple of weeks ago and, and we're on our way. Um, we're there. Uh, yeah. Essentially. And this this weekend and the previous weekend. Yeah, uh, certainly reminded us. Well, of- you're, you're you're teeing me up. You're teeing me up for uh, to talk about that previous weekend. I did want to say one thing though. On the 31st, we had record highs um, in some parts of the state. Interestingly enough, ACY and Millville both fell one degree shy of their record highs. However, they were both in the top ten for hottest May days on record. So if ACY got up to 95, that was a tie for the sixth hottest day. Millville got up to 94. It was actually tied for the third hottest day. Records there go back to the 1940s. So just wanted to put that out there. No, oh, that, that's impressive. And even it went up to the coast yeah. on the 31st. Uh, there wasn't much of a sea breeze. It kicked in along the immediate coast once you got into the afternoon. Um, yeah. It was one of those days where the coolest area was Fortescue in our network on the Delaware coast, Delaware Bay coast, because of the southerly winds. Yeah. Um, so you you toasted on the beach yesterday for the most part, uh, more so than any other uh, day thus far this season, because there have been some classic, classic sea breezes over the course of the month. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and just, just to give you an example of that, um, I think I have some numbers here. For the month. Um, so AC Marina wound up plus 0.6 degrees above average. You go to the airport about eight, nine miles inland, it's plus 1.3 degrees above average. And in Millville was 2.5 degrees above average. So it truly was the even even taking into account climatology, it was still warmer the further inland you went, which meant that gradient was only all the bigger here. Um, I do want to talk about that weekend before Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Last year, it was the hottest May week on record with our high temperatures. This year, I did a little more digging. It was our hottest May weekend on record with low temperatures here. So I know we give we try to give the low temperatures love on this podcast because we often overlook them unless they're super cold. But we did actually get we, between the Saturday and Sundays here, our, our low temperature average was 69 at ACY, 67.5 in Millville. That's pretty much the peak of summer with that kind of heat um so i don't know your reaction to that (laughs) no it's you know that beat goes on because we've talked about the lows for a long time and we know those have listened uh, to this podcast for a long time know that in a warming new jersey it's the minimums that are getting warmer at a faster pace than the maximums um not that we don't have an occasional record high temperature but we've had more record high minimum temperatures correct and and with that it has to do with the fact there's more greenhouse gases in the atmosphere more moisture in the atmosphere and that makes it more difficult for the daytime heat to escape up into space at night uh, and therefore 
it can pose a health hazard. And we've talked about that as well, particularly in urban areas. So there's a real environmental justice issue here uh, when it comes to the very warm nights that our urban areas experience and how they're really being amplified uh, in recent decade or two. I believe there were air quality alerts out for the kind of urban corridor of Jersey, which essentially is the turnpike corridor uh, during that time. Um, so yeah, yeah, especially um, with the air quality and we're getting into summer, you know, we do notice deteriorate, especially in the cities here. Um, there is still more to talk about with May. I mean, I just found it to be a really interesting month and not just because it was our birthday on the 13th either. Uh, it, we actually... <laughs> How did you celebrate the 13th? What, what was what was your uh, your May 13th birthday like? I don't remember. It was a Friday. That's all I know. It was a Friday. It was Friday the 13th. And, uh, I, I no doubt worked. Okay. Well, you, you were better than me. I was actually off. And we uh, we went to Sandy Hook to ride bikes, which was great, actually. First time riding bikes at Sandy Hook. Um, oh, great there. Great. Yeah, great. But it was about 55, cloudy with fog. And there was nobody there. In fact, at one point in time, it looked like you were in a horror movie because it was just your two bikes. Uh, my wife and I were on bikes on this empty road and you just saw fog in the distance. You just kept chasing it, chasing it. It was the weather was not nice. But any, but let's go into my point. So the month of May was kind of the opposite of April. April, and we talked about this last time, the first half of the month, generally above average. The second half was generally below average. Well, May was the opposite of that. The first half. 10 of the first 15 days was below average at ACY. And then the second half, 12 of the last 16 days were above average. So I'll turn it over to you. What, what kind of drove that? And, and that switch was pretty nicely made around the 15th of the month. Yeah, it really did split the month. And, and remember that May cold, as you suggested, was a follow-on from the cold at the end of April. Yeah. Where we had, I think it was four consecutive nights with below freezing temperatures somewhere in the state. Yep. And the first of, of May was below freezing at several spots. Um, and then we had a few scattered locations get below freezing once or twice during the first week of the month. Um, it was just a pattern change. Uh, we had had a more of a trough, a dip in the jet stream for a couple of weeks there. Um, and then the pattern reversed and we had more of a ridge building over uh, the eastern half of the country for the second half of the month. So, you know, sometimes it's all the timing of that. When you put it all together, our preliminary numbers for the month of May for New Jersey has it in in the top quarter for warmth. Um, oh, but okay. not a top 10, but probably going to come in around because we haven't looked at the last couple of days, which were warm. Right. Sure. Probably about 20th warmest out of the last 127 Mays. Okay. And you may say, what the heck? Um, well, remember the, the latest 30 year normal is about a degree to a degree and a half warmer than the period of record normal. So <clears throat> while you may say, it's just a degree or two below uh, above normal. Um, if you look at the period of record, it was like three, three and a half degrees above normal. Right. I know where, you know, for you stats nuts, you, you love that. But otherwise, it's like what's happened lately. And compared to what's happened lately, it was still warmer. Um, and turn it briefly to precip here. And I know we'll yeah, talk yeah. about that. Um, almost the same ranking, about 20th. 
Um, wow. It was driven a lot by the northern uh, and central part of the state more than the south. And we may want to talk about that in, in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute here. I think this is a good time to break. On the other end, we'll talk about that precip. Talk about that nor'easter that just did not want to go away. And we're going to talk about hurricane season. So you guys are listening to the Something in the Air podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Something in the Air podcast brought to you by the Press of Atlantic City in conjunction with our friends over at Stockton University. We are a two-time New Jersey Press Association award winner, and that would not be possible without New Jersey State climatologist Dr. Dave Robinson here. So we are going to talk about uh, the precipitation this month, and I feel like we can't talk about that without talking about this energizer bunny of a nor'easter that just kept going and going and going and going and going. Um, the core of the nor'easter was from May 6th to the 8th here, but it really hung around through the 14th of May. Um, it was a low pressure system that um, came through the area. It was blocked by two separate high pressure systems. One prevented it from escaping northeast. The other one actually kind of pushed it back ashore in like South Carolina. And then it came back near New Jersey and went out to sea. So I will turn it over to you on this one. That was uh, a lot of people were complaining to me about that one. Uh, they were just getting sick and tired of the onshore winds. Yeah, I mean, that was the case. It was just, and, and I might add, uh, the South Jersey coast got hit harder than the North Jersey coast yes, because of the true. direction of the winds. But even worse than that, when you went down to Delmarva and to the outer banks of North Carolina, there you, some of you may have seen videos of a, of a home or a couple of homes plunging into the ocean. So the further south you went, the worse it was. And that's because that low kind of, shifted to the southeast off the coast. And as you said, it was locked in. And, and we've seen this time and again, that these odd weather patterns lead to these strange, persistent weather occurrences here uh, in, in the area. Sometimes it's a, a, an in and out, a one and done, if you will. But other times we get these persistent patterns. And this goes back into the extreme to the 62 nor'easter, um, where that storm was blocked. It was closer to us. It was stronger. And it led to multiple days continually uh, of high, high, higher, highest uh, <laughs> tides. So, you know, that's always seems to be the standard, that 62 storm when it comes yeah. to stalled, stalled events. This one was a mini version of it. It was a more southerly version of it. But the idea was there where something in what's normally a quite progressive pattern of weather, you know, what happens in Chicago today makes it to New York and New Jersey and Philly tomorrow uh, and so on. It doesn't always work that way because sometimes you get, this was a case, a classic case of what we call, you know, this, an omega block. Yes. And you had a low pressure off in the Western U.S. and low in the East and a high in the central part of the country so that's the Greek Omega letter. Um, and my buddy out at Oregon State, he's been complaining for a couple months. <laughs> miserable the spring has been out there with persistent rains and all. And, and here we were kind of flitting in and out of that. 
Um, but it's been an Omega situation and there was nothing stronger than that than the first two weeks of May. Um, and, and those Omega patterns are tough to break. You need sometimes a big storm to come in and, and just kind of kick the atmosphere back into a progressive gear. Yeah, and, and that's also true for sometimes our biggest heat waves, right? You need those severe thunderstorms with a powerful cold front to, to snap us out of it. Um, you know, with this storm, and I don't even know if you know, did you see the house that collapsed in Middle Township? No, I didn't. I oh, didn't. okay. Down on the Outer Banks. Yeah, no, no, no. We had, actually, I think the one that happened in New Jersey, I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't say don't quote me when I work for a newspaper, but I think it actually happened before the Outer Banks houses did that. It was on the border of Middle Township in Stone Harbor. It was just, a, it was a, they were building this house and the house just collapsed. Oh, um, I saw, I saw a picture. I thought you're, yeah, that was. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I overhyped it. Yeah, it wasn't that, the, it wasn't a full house. It was under construction. It was the framed house. Correct. It was the and framed. the winds. Oh, that was a wind, not a, a title induced. No, 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 no. But it was still, you know, from, from the storm. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah. The, the winds with this, I, I, I saw it was um, over 70 or at 70, I believe in Tuckerton. I think there's a station called Trixie's, which got up to 70. Um, but we did have many places that got into the 60s. Um, we did a little piece on this at Atlantic Senior National Airport. Our highest wind gust on May the 7th, which was that Saturday, was 61. Actually, the highest during Sandy was 64. Um, and the average wind speed throughout the day was 0.1 mile an hour shy of Sandy. Now, as you have told me, you, know, you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt because Sandy wasn't, it wasn't windy all day long when Sandy made landfall, but it was really windy when it did. This was a persistent wind that was blowing throughout the day. Um, but we had generally one to two inches of rain on that weekend. Um, we did have coastal flooding. Thankfully, it, it wasn't too significant. It was largely minor flood stage for a couple of stages. I mean, for a couple of days, so a nuisance kind of flooding. Um, beach erosion, there was some, and some was significant, especially in North Wildwood. I believe parts of the um, Barnegat Peninsula beaches had a pretty significant uh, erosion, but it wasn't significant along the whole shore. Um, and then I love this stat here. We went nine days in a row with a wind speed or with a wind from the northeast or the east. That was our longest streak since 2009 here. So people were complaining about how those winds were just kind of smacking in your face from the ocean. So I said, let's do a little bit of research. Shout out to my buddy Sandy Alba up in Lake Hapacon for running this South Jersey climate info for me. But uh, he found that. Very neat. And, you know, in our network, we had wind gusts exceeding 40 miles an hour along the coast, um, somewhere along the coast, every day from the 6th through the 11th. Mm, wow. Good stretch of yeah. 40 mile an hour plus gusts. And of course, the big, as you mentioned, the, the 7th and 8th, um, our AC Marina station gusted to 63. Um, yep. Okay. And it was 57 on the 8th. So, you know, two days in a row, a lot of the coast had gusts over 50 miles an hour. Uh, and it's almost surprising that there wasn't more coastal flooding. I guess it wasn't a new or a full moon, which probably helped things out. I can't remember. It, it was actually a quarter moon during that time. So that actually helped. So that, that saved us. 
that helped. Every inch, every foot um, that we can keep the tides down, um, all the better. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we definitely, especially going into Memorial Day weekend, we don't want a lot of beach erosion and flooding to really hamper things. But, you know, that was Mother's Day weekend. And, uh, you know, for sure that that that's another big weekend leading up to Memorial Day. And, you know, we talked to a number of business owners and it was just was not people just weren't there. You know, I feel like uh, preseason or postseason, it really has a lot to do with the weather. Once you hit Memorial Day, people are just coming down, come hell or high water. Uh, but, you know, was kind of a bummer for that that weekend. But thankfully, we made up for it with that. What happened the weekend before Memorial Day weekend? Yep. Yeah. Um, but, this, you know, to see a storm, you know, last I just want to bring the last point on this. Uh, you know, starting to really hang around for, for that long of a period of time. I mean, you know, I, I do find that to be fairly unusual. I, I know we've talked a little bit about um, the jet stream kind of locking in place and we've seen more of that. Um, it, it, would you want to expand upon that? Is, is that, is that settled? Is it, is it still up in the air in terms of research? Yeah, it's still up in the air, but, and let's look back over the last couple of months, we kept talking about how we couldn't lock anything in. Yeah, any any metaphor you wanted to use. Um, so we had a hard time from February into spring locking something in. Uh, but you're talking about the, the debate that with a warmer pole and a milder middle latitude, you lose what we call thermal gradient between yeah. the two. And that's what drives the strength of the jet stream. So if you weaken that thermal gradient, you get weaker winds and there's some, and this is where the debate comes in, whether that means a slower, loopier jet stream, as opposed to being really powered by a thermal difference where the jet stream just flies west to east uh, across the hemisphere. And it, it's still up in the air a little bit uh, when it comes to that. And certainly not something that's going to be permanent in terms of every day, every month, every season, every year. Yeah. Um, let me return to precip quickly. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go right ahead. With that six to the eighth event, um, Stafford Township had 3.82 inches of rain mm -hmm. during those three days, almost a, a month's worth of rain. Um, Lacey Township was over three. Um, Pine, Pine Beach over, over yep. three. So there was a lot of rain came with that wind as well. Just pure, <laughs> pure early May misery. Yes. Yeah. Early May misery. Uh, you know, and it's, I feel like every year people are always saying we don't have a spring. We don't have a spring. <laughs> That's called spring. It is spring. Yes. It's very hard to get like a fifties in March, sixties turning into seventies in April, seventies, some eighties in May. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, it's a tug of war. It's two steps forward, one step back in the thermometer here. Although, in fairness, you know, we did lock into this pretty much month-long miserable stretch that, that we did have, uh, and then we got out of it for the second half. Uh, precept totals for the month, though, um, you know, and, and you said we, we were still staying in this pre-drought stage known as abnormally dry conditions, but at southeast corner of the state, you're staying off camera. We're, we're just not ready to fully, you know, let go of being at a drought. I'm looking at it every week for the National Drought Monitor and try as I can to say we've made up precipitation deficits 
in Cape May County, surrounding areas of Cumberland, Southern Atlantic. We just, that bubble, as you like to call it, just bubble missing out on the heavier precip. Um, Woodbine was the wettest in uh, Cape May County last month at 3.95 inches. That's about average. And Lower Township was driest at 2.8, which isn't all that bad. But the 30, the 60, the 90-day deficits still are there in that region. And as a result, the, the groundwater levels still are a little below average there. So for the drought monitor, we look at a few indices. And I'm just waiting for one, one real wet week down there. And I think we can pull out of it. Um, and hopefully it won't go in the other direction before we can pull out of it. But the rest of the state um, did fine. Um, even in Atlantic County, Galloway had 6.15 inches of rain. Little, Egg Harbor Township, only 3.73, but that, wow. that's, that's okay. And Brick up in Ocean had 5.55, and Jackson was driest of 4.52. So that was ample Ocean yeah. County northward. So we're okay. We're okay, but we really have to keep a watchful eye now as we get into the heat. Uh, and the evaporation that takes place during the summer, it's got to be matched by the rainfall that uh, replaces that evaporative uh, moisture. Sure. One of the ways we hope we don't get precipitation is from a hurricane or a tropical system. Uh, it is the start of hurricane season. We have about 90 seconds left, so I figure we just wrap up with this. Um, Colorado State University's hurricane forecast um, and I know Colorado State, why Colorado, it's landlocked. Very prominent hurricane researcher uh, made its way, made his way there, and it is stuck. But anyway, um, it's an above average season. Um, you know, typically we're talking about 14 named storms, nine of them hurricanes, three of them major category three or greater hurricanes. The forecast is to be 19 named storms, nine hurricanes, and four major hurricanes. The risk for a New Jersey landfall, they put out this um, above average, but we have to take that again with a grain of salt because it's not likely that we're going to see something go overhead or nearby. I believe it's about an 11% risk for a hurricane and about 35% risk for a tropical system. Yeah, I, I don't buy these long-range outlooks in terms of specifics where they're going to occur. I do buy the general pattern. And let's turn to the National Hurricane Center of NOAA, which put out their outlook sure. in late, late May. Yeah. And basically, the way to look at the season, there's a two out of three chance that it'll be above average season in the Atlantic Basin. And there's about a 10% chance, a one out of 10 chance, it's going to be below average. Um, and then the average fills in the difference. Sure. So it's, it's a La Nina year. Um, there's warm sea surface temperatures to fuel the storms above average in the Atlantic basin. Uh, it looks like there's going to be the absence of strong shearing winds in the tropical Atlantic. All the ingredients are there for a more active season. Where those storms are going to go, when those storms are going to originate, um, we don't yet know. But the pattern is such that an active season is expected for the it's actually the seventh year in a row. Yeah. Um, but we the last two were very active. And and the take home here for Jersey is it first of all, it only takes one storm. But when you've got a plethora of storms in the Atlantic, it would seem to raise the odds that a few of them could sneak up this way 
uh, the remnants or the full-fledged power of them. So the more storms, the better chance. But still remember, it only takes one. Yeah, it only takes one. And uh, Hurricane Andrew in 1992 is always the example I think many point to. Absolutely. Not for us, but South Florida. It was a very below-average season. But if you're in South Florida, wasn't below-average to you. So always a good note there. Um, well, hey, th this was great. Jam-packed half hour as always here. Um, we're going to start cutting bonus episodes with uh, the, the director's cut. But uh, just tell us real quick where we can get all the, the uh, New Jersey climate information and we'll sign on out of here. Yep. Come in for long-term climate information and my monthly summaries at njclimate.org. Uh, for every five-minute updates of temperatures up and down the state, up and down the coast, go to njweather.org. Org. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dr. Dave Robinson, for the info. We'll be back with you. Yikes. Early July. The year's moving. Uh, well, we'll be back with you with the June update then. And then actually coming to you, uh, it's going to be June. Well, here we go. 15th. Um, friends of ours here, friends of the program, we have Julie and Fred Akers for this podcast. They wanted to talk about tomatoes and growing it. So we actually went to their greenhouse in Buena Vista, our first on location, something in the air podcast for this should be a good time. Uh, you can check that out on the 15th. We're going to talk all about tomatoes. They're experts at tomatoes and friends of ours uh, here. So, you know, give it a listen, uh, but we'll talk to you guys soon. We'll see you in two weeks. Take care, everybody. And goodbye.